This is NRL Boom Rookies. Welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, his mic's on and ready to go. It's Mitch Doyle. Good everybody. <laughs> and uh, Dale Roots has remembered to switch his on this time for this intro. Hey, guys. <laughs> Stop it. Hey, I'm here. Hello. And uh, once again, we have our good friend Dave, a.k.a. Mesut Ozil, uh, one of our uh, good friends and Patreon uh, donors who is uh, up in Sydney for the week and is doing a couple of podcasts with us. Dave, hello again. Hello again. I just want to say, uh, based on the very many times my... Twitter handle has been read out on I think incorrectly. It's, it's Mesut Ozil. No, no Ozil. You, you wrote Oz. <laughs> whatever. It's, o- <laughs> it's O Z I L A U S I L. We read out. We uh, want. I'm not going to disrespect my favourite German attacking midfield, left left footed German attacking midfielder, because I like Thomas Muller more. But I'm not going to disrespect him by mispronouncing his name just because your Twitter handle is spelled weird. Everyone knows who you are. Fair enough. Yeah, that guy with the polos. We've been through this. Yes. Uh, this is I the sh- polo episode, finally. Yes, we're, getting, we're finally <laughs> at the uh, Mark Latham Dirty Polo episode of, of the trilogy with Dave. And that is, of course, the Question Time episode. And the next the next podcast we're doing all in Jurassic Park 1. We're going to do that. We're going to watch it together and just live react to it. Dave, uh, how do you feel about The Lost World being a better film than Jurassic Park 1? That is absurd. <laughs> it is absurd. <laughs> I don't, do you reckon there's a single person on earth that believes that? There's rage in his eyes. <laughs> There can't be, right? He's put his mic yeah. down and he's left. <laughs> it'd be, like, fi- it'd be like finding someone who thinks New Simpsons is better than Old Simpsons. It's just, it just seems very <laughs> unlikely. There has to be someone out there who thinks that. Oh, like, I'm sure there is. I mean, like, there, there, mate, there are people that think that the, the prequels and the sequels of Star Wars are better than the original like, films. Like, people like, are still watching The Simpsons. Like, mm. I don't know who they I are. I actually don't know who they are, yeah. But there's people out there. Every time I find out it's still going, I'm always shocked. So I don't keep up for Simpsons news. But then you hear Apu quits and you're like... He, he, what do you mean it's still going? <laughs> I, I remember. <laughs> what is there to quit? I remember yeah. when the 300th episode was a big thing. They're past 600. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my God. That's hurtful. And it was already quite bad at 300. So, can only imagine it's gotten worse. Uh, unlike this podcast, which has just gotten better and better with Great time. Great save. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, so, yes, Mitchell, question time. Okay, question time. So, this is probably all questions for Dave, which is good. You've all heard enough of the rest of us. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Anyway, over on Patreon. So again, if you want to get behind the boys, patreon.com forward slash rookies. First question, Carlo Tyson, another name I say wrong every time and I don't care. He says, when Luciano Lua scored his try off of the Milford kick, was there a split second when Mitch Soil could see through time? Ah, oh, it's for me. Um, I was quite impressed by Luch. Like, yeah, I'm on that... It's very rare people get to that spot, but where you're happy to see your team lose. I don't want to lose embarrassingly like that every week, but it's like, it's it's no other way for something to change other than r- results for us at this point. So, uh, did couldn't see through time, but it is kind of weird finally seeing Luch getting recognition, and it's like when he's just danced on absolute frauds in your own... T- like, dancing on Brody Croft. It's like, yes, these oh. are both the things I've been saying for three years. One Mate. is good, one is bad, but why now? Croft's, <laughs> Croft's attempted tackle there... It was an attempted Hurtful. to look like he attempted a tackle. I, it was it was I like am... when a batsman pretends to play a shot so they can pad the ball away. <laughs> that was without <laughs> it was like a Steve Smith without that was dis- a oh, yeah. screen wiper. Yeah, very true. Steve like, Smith like, is a great great call for it. I, I didn't uh, I didn't see the game live because I was out with a bunch of people who don't oh, care about footy. But it meant that like when I got back to my hotel, I just looked up NRL.com, saw the score forty eight nil, clicked immediately on match highlights. <laughs> like it's like smashed my phone with my finger, <laughs> and seeing all of those tries back to back was the funniest. Shit, I was losing it. They were absolutely pathetic. Like, oh it, like you said, they kept finding new ways to hit a new low throughout the entire game. Like, 
they they can see the try off of a bomb that went up, and the guy chasing it half volleyed it. It was a good touch, in fairness. Yeah, he he's like, <laughs> so he's got good. Harvard Tony's got three and a half years left on his deal, right? Yeah, he's. There's, what what percentage chance do you rate him getting to the end of that deal? Well, they did say, you know, you know, it's come out that the board apparently told him win five of the next ten or you're gone. But that's like. Those are Dean Pay games. These games don't matter. Like Dean Pay could win five of the last ten of every season. He was doing that. Like they yeah. should be gone anyway. I think he's gone end of the year. It feels like because like anyone who watched that game on the weekend, that first half is one of the worst performances I've seen in my entire life from any rugby league team. They haven't got the excuses of a team with like the 2016 Knights, the 2003 Rabbitohs, and 99 Magpies. Like that team is still not that bad on paper, mm. but no. the effort is, is just as poor, worse than anything. Like the Knights I- got murdered, but there was never games that, from the kickoff. They were just like. Welcome through, and like, and not <laughs> to take go. anything away from the Tigers, but it's not like they were playing the two thousand and eight Manly or the ninety four no. Raiders or whatever. No, the Tigers also had injuries going into that game, and some stupid Tigers fans thought they'd actually lose, but like they, it was some to of those. To be fair, they are the most pessimistic fan base. They are, but it just it invites in over the trial line for half the game. Like Luch's both efforts from Croft on in the first one, he had no interest whatsoever when Luch hit the, the short ball. The second one, as you said, is like a Steve Smith leave, like. Misses the tackle, then then dies with both arms in the air. Like, oh, I, I tried. Look, um, look. All I'm it thinking was, no. of is, is that is Mitch Moses running out of the line in maybe 2018, and it he just the player just runs it, past it, him to score, it made and me he think just drops of, um, his head. It made me think of the opening credits for the show Daria, yeah. where the yep. where the ball, the volleyball would go past her, Very and then good. she would stick her hand out as though to pretend like she was trying to do something. Very good. Okay, next question comes from Christopher Hay. He says, should the clock stop in the last few minutes of the game or half for all stoppages? This isn't because I'm butthurt about South losing. Kicked them back out for all I care. So should the clock stop last two minutes of a game or half for all stoppages? Uh, I, okay, I'm, I'm, first, I'm in, hang on. I'm in with this last point. First of all, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> but second of all, um, no, nah, I, I don't think you can do that because then you, 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 you leave yourself with these... I mean, it's perfectly acceptable for a team that's winning with 45 seconds to go, in my opinion, to be able to draw the ball over the sideline and yeah. eat up clock. I don't think you can... I don't think we need. We should get into a position... Kickoffs are one... Uh, goal, the time between a goal kick and a kickoff is one thing because that's literally a deliberate time where a team could waste time. And, and you're just going to see a team taking the piss. Like, yeah. like Melbourne a couple of weeks against Canberra. Yeah. Twice, they yeah. had a guy just pretend to be injured. Yeah. But, like, I don't want... I don't think we can or should get into a situation where the rules just change... Where, like Agreed. given for two minutes. Well, the f- I already yeah. hate the last five minutes rules changing, but I'm just more of the fact that well, if you're going to stop the the clock after a goal's being, I kicked, think the time should just be stopped for all all of them after they've been yeah. kicked. Like I get you can burn your burning clock when you're lining it up or whatever. That, but I just I I do hate that how the clock means different things at different times in the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. There's not timeouts in rugby league for Christ's sake. Like it's, it's, it's and, not and you don't like that. And you don't want it to get to a point where like with AFL. They have 20-minute quarters, but like the game goes for, so for 40 minutes oh per God. quarter. Yeah, true. And even Great the timers point. that they brought in for the scrums and for the um, for the line dropouts, all that's meant is, is you guys just, wait till there's one second. Yeah, you've ensured that every one of them takes 30 seconds or 45 seconds. They yeah, take exactly 39 seconds for every dropout now. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I did notice re-watching that 2011 game that at one point the Dragons did stand there for like a minute and a half before they kicked it. <laughs> I did okay, you know what? as well. That's a good rule change. The Dragons were nervous and they're just like standing. Everyone was looking at each other waiting to kick the ball like... Fair enough for that change. But as you said, every single dropout is like 35 seconds on the dot yep. now. Yep. Okay, next question comes from Jason. Uh, that's Jason, the uh, the Warriors fan. He says, the Walker Brothers and the Warriors, how bad is that a fit out of 10? 15. Can you explain the training on the day thing to me again, please? So, 
the the Warriors, sorry, the Walker Brothers did catch lightning in a bottle in 2015. There's no denying of that when they won that competition with that team that had like four, you know one player who was NRL contracted that seat. Sorry, he played NRL that season. Four or five guys that have been NRL systems. They won a, a reserve grade competition, and you know they played a bit differently. They did do that. But they kind of went goddamn insane from that point, and they do things like they team trained three hours on the match of the, the, ga- the match day before the game. They have a three-hour training session. If that was a good idea, wouldn't you think more than just them would be doing it? Yes, <laughs> probably. Don't burn out people before training, but other similar things. They got crazy. Like in 2018, was it 2018 or 2017? They're down in a game with 20 minutes to go, down by 30, and they take the two. So down by 26, they take the two to make it a four-try game. Is it making you maybe? Score one, one try, or you know, but they just went too far. I think it's it's one of those mixes, and I think Cameron George's whole tenure at, at the Warriors currently is kind of this kind of mix is like they're doing the things they think a good club would do, or like someone trying to do something different would do, but it's they're not doing it. They're doing the things that like you'd hear on the sports talk radio. By, by the same token, though, the Warriors are probably not going to be very good next year, right? Regardless no. of who the coach is. Correct. So maybe if a whole bunch of whack shit happens, it'll like redeem them being still in the competition. Yeah, I think it's a good <laughs> idea purely because, like, Dave's right. They're not going to do anything next year anyway unless they sign Trent Robinson or, like, yeah, but Craig Bellamy. Yeah, we, so we, we say that. We've all seen teams some years just turn up and change it, but it's like, if they, that whole thing didn't turn into being bullshit anyway, but if it was a one-year deal for, for a coach, what, what's that going to achieve? It, well, I, I, I guess it just means if, the, if, they, if it doesn't work, they can get out, they can just cut bait mm. immediately. Mm. But, I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the world to, I mean, to try it. I mean, why not? Why not? You, your, your club is treading water. I, I just don't... I, I I wouldn't be against it as a neutral. As a Warriors fan, maybe I would. I don't know. Yeah, but I just think it just to me it's it just stings of all the things they've currently been doing the last year or two. Is like I said, like someone who's reading the paper. It's kind of like when when uh, up at Rebecca Frizzell up at the Titans hired Garth Brennan and got Jared Hayne because media told him to do so. Mm. It's the same kind of thing. The Walker Brothers have this media momentum they had for for a couple of years now, and it's like they read the paper and someone said that's oh they're, they're different thinkers and, and all that kind of garbage, but like. Different doesn't mean good. Very, very your dad areas. You know, it's one of those presentations, maybe half an hour presentation when you're going to go, oh, we're going to break the wheel. We're doing things differently than everyone else. So mm. we don't care about X or Y or this or that. Like, yeah, okay. That's just buzzwords and garbage yeah. and jargon. Very management But talk. that's like, you know, the whole thing like with, oh, yeah, now we're getting rid of Isaac Moses. Like, it's a popular thing to say. They're saying that. It's like, no, you're just getting rid of shit players. Mm. They haven't been contacted to Isaac Moses. Like, your, your current head coach is still contacted to him. Like, whatever. Anyway. Next question. Warwick Hearn. Oh, what is the point of it all as a Broncos fan? Come on, Dave. Rip into us. I know you hate the Broncos. Let it out. And how we were all whinging like we're having a tough year for once. Go on. <laughs> no, I, I, it is like, it, I do honestly feel it. Like, the it, in sports, like, there are teams that are garbage for forever. And, like, you know, the Raiders haven't won since 94. We had last year. That was great. But there are so many teams that, like, are dog shit forever. Will will not, like go decades and decades without winning anything. Mm. And like honestly, like yeah, like like just harden up a bit. Like <laughs> But the Broncos, but the Broncos yeah, haven't won a premiership in fourteen years, didn't you know? <laughs> exactly. Honestly harden up. I I do get where you're coming from, but I also do hate people that sh- like think we should just like or not just be take happy. It. Just yeah. take it. It's like well no, like okay, like even again, as you mm. said, teams fans of teams coming last, they don't just take it. Bulldogs fans aren't sitting there yeah. going, Oh yeah, well, 
We're the Bulldogs. I, I think there's I think there's a distinction. There's, there's there's like you don't have to take it, but yeah. like but, and like, like what you're like and what Warwick's like is is you want them to be better. Yeah. And that, but the people who are just like, oh, woe is me. Oh, my team's so bad. It's like, oh, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's like the team has been good, so you expect success. Yeah. I, I'm not asking anyone to feel sorry for the Broncos. That's yeah. For damn sure. No, mm. they know woe is me over here. I sure as hell don't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. As you said, you loaded up those big videos and laughed. And again, I've laughed at some of the tribes we can see this year because some of them have been so embarrassing. It doesn't matter what team did it; they are comical. Yeah, and and you you at least have the self awareness to to not think that anyone is going to feel bad for the Broncos. Whereas I think a lot of times when like big clubs are bad for a couple of years, their fan base thinks that people give a shit, which they definitely don't. No, no, no one feels. But bad Man United us. fans trying to like get sympathy from people. Doesn't because... it feel like the Premier League when the United are doing well though? Nah, shut the. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> up. Do you know? Speaking of the Premier League, Leeds back in it. That's Quite all three I, episodes. You've done that to yourself. You've done that well. <laughs> you did that to yourself, I've been, I've been dancing. You've been played. <laughs> made a fool. Uh, Matty McPee says, question for Dave. Finally, the Dave questions. How do I get into the Hogwarts goal-kicking course? Is it called the Hogwarts goal-kicking course, is it? I think he might be suggesting that I'm a goal-kicking wizard. Oh. There you go. Well, we've got the goal-kicking wizard and the goal-kicking dunce in the same room. <laughs> You've got some tips. Surely you should have gone with Muggle. No, I don't know Harry Potter references. I'll Sorry. stop it. You know Muggle. Get the what yeah, is, what's it on top of my brain? Okay? What is this? Every every woman between 21 and 30's Tinder profile? Come on, guys. Let's branch out a little. Okay, so anyway, Dave, explain your goal-kicking prowess. Where did the talent come from? Was it naturally given to you, or did you earn that talent? Um, I, I feel it's probably a gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> the juggling with the kicks was particularly That was very favorites. good, yeah. No, it's, it's it's a lot of fun, and honestly, everyone should get out there at any time that it's good and just kick goals because, like, it is like the most fun thing you can do with your pants on. Wear a mask. <laughs> just <laughs> Bungas just looked up from his phone and be like, "The fuck is going on?" <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> Correct response from one M. Bungas. says, "Have the Dragons turned it around to become a competent team, or have they just face a slew of somehow worse teams and a bunch of pee hearts in Manly?" It is remarkable that Manly can lose by a thousand to the Dragons and then beat Parramatta like six days later. It's just really weird. And and not just that, but like with no players. Yeah, that's the craziest part. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, are the Dragons competent? I don't know. I mean, they're not. I don't think. I don't really think at any point anyone thought they were the worst team in the league. They just think they're going to be like. 12th at the end of the year yeah play thoroughly uninspiring rugby league yeah, for the I, most part I think the only difference is a, is towards the start of the season it looks like they could have won the spoon now mm. I don't think they're going to win the spoon but they're going to make the finals either. yeah I agree yeah. with that Very yeah. mediocre is a good word I mean the, the I guess what they have found that Adam Clune seems to be an okay halfback maybe his ceiling is like a long term Sam Williams of like jumping in every now and then but they have somehow unearthed like Matt Dufty like I yeah. know he's been yeah. there for ages, but he sucked for like two years. And then the last like three weeks, he's been a world beater. Yeah, he's he's been really weird. weird. Yeah, he sucked. Exactly, he did. And they threatened him with the Titans move, and then like he was like, "Fuck that!" Inspiring move by Mary. Really, it, was. it actually did work out. I mean, the Zach Lomax has been playing well as well. He has yeah. been really good True. at centre. They're probably being sick of being shown up by his misses. It's like almost as if sticking with the same lineup can actually help guys find form, Mary. God damn it. But like Dufty, Mitch, brings, like, Mitch brings out his colourful chart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Dufty in first grade now, like he, his ball playing's there, which hasn't been at all in first grade. It was there in NYC, but it's there. But also finally avoiding contact with his speed and also using his ball work. So you'll see often now when he, when he goes to the line and had the ball in two hands and dummy and just go to the outside of someone to get tackled. And that's all it takes is that you don't get manhandled. It's all they have to yeah. do. You should just run faster to get picked up. But you idiot. Yes. I, be, be a little more subtle with your ball running. On the on the running fast thing, and I said this to you blokes 
uh, off mic, but it amazes me. I can't. I think it was Clune made the run. Clune made the break uh, late on in this week's game, and Dufty is legit running at about thirty percent, just like trotting along beside him. And I'm like, surely if you're Matt Dufty, you kind of realise that like that's a very unique talent. Very mm-hmm. unique is totality, but it's a unique talent, and you've got to find a way to harness that. And obviously, he's been. Someone's obviously had a word in his ear and been like, mate, what if you go to the ground? What if you don't get picked up because you weigh 18 kilos ringing wet? And, you know, he's taken that on board and it makes him a better player. And that's that's a that's a net gain, I think. Because, god damn, Corey Norman at fullback is making me, would make me pull my hair out if I had to watch it anymore. Yeah, he's still not playing very well, if you ask me. Oh, but he did the Mark Riddell clap, so he'll yeah. get another six weeks in the first in the first in the first. I think time. I think they kind of like interesting that they've just gone with the Ben Hunt eighty minute hooker thing, and it's working quite well. But I'm more interested in the Cam McInnes actually being competent at lock. And yeah, then, but they still have to be upset about the Trent Mare and Leilua thing. They got rid of Leilua to bring Trent in, and Trent still kind of just sucks. Like he he is very not like 2011 Trent Mare. He's not like they. they you know, the team's playing well and he's still pumping out, you know, nine runs for 70 metres in 25 minutes. Like, is oh yeah, Trent Merrin the new Josh King? Oh, God, that's that's very harsh on Trent Merrin. Josh <laughs> King goddamn sucks. <laughs> well, look, I said what Not I said. Not in this house, you get away Josh King p- promotions. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, Jack Cronin says, Hi, Dave, big fan. First, ti- the, first time, first time, first time, long time. First time caller. Given the Raiders are playing the Rabbitohs, can this we weekend, skip this question, please? I was wondering if you would be able to describe in avid detail the events of Friday, <laughs> September twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen, starting from the period where South spent twenty minutes camped on the Raiders line without being able to score, all the way through to when a host of this program was sitting with his head in his hands in the early hours of the morning. Now, could, can we? Uh, which which host of this program <laughs> would that be? I think it was the host that when I arrived at the pub a bit after these guys, they were sitting literally right next to the front door and I opened it up and saw them all sitting there and screamed at the top of my lungs, go you fucking Canberra Raiders, realising that I was staring Bungard right in the eyes as the soul <laughs> left his body. A really <laughs> alpha move. <laughs> Did that happen, Bungard? He walked in and screamed up the fucking Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was staring at me, but I was quite close to him when he said that. <laughs> I like it. That's an alpha movement. Um, <laughs> right in the eyes of the fucking Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm imagining Bungard's soul leaving his body like when you see in a cartoon the, the Pepe Le Pew is following the, the scent of the woman but it's the opposite. It's Bungard's soul he, just flittering away into he's the... He's barred in the boat into the everyone ether. Else, yes. <laughs> and everyone else rows over to that island and he's just going in circles. Bungard is crossing the river sticks into <laughs> losing a prelim. <laughs> Yeah, and Dave was the ferryman. He yeah. was, yes, we, Hades we did, in this we case. We did cover that at least in our previous podcast, but yes, one of one of the great prelims of the last few years and one of the great nights for Canberra fans. And I do enjoy that almost on a weekly basis, someone on Raiders Twitter will write a, a 280-character-long tweet exactly the same as his question. <laughs> what do you mean, one of them? It's literally either the guy who asked the question or the guy he asked it to. They're the two people. Yep. Hey, whoa, whoa. Hey. I was going to say, skill, skill hello He's every every True. week, yep. <laughs> yeah. T- Tuxi, probably. <laughs> Sharky's there. There's yeah, a few there's a guys. few. There yeah, but that specific wording, that's very <laughs> Jack and Dave. Very smart, you're saying. Smug. Was Smug. The word. <laughs> Look out for Campton's 40,000 word piece, four-part four piece about the... Sick of losing prelims. We've lost like <laughs> 700... We've lost like 700 of them in the last decade. Speaking it's of always annoying. Annoying. <laughs> oh, it's bloody, There's such a burden to keep making preliminary finals and then not winning them. <laughs> I just want to take a holiday in September. Yeah, right? <laughs> 
My travel agent is furious with me. <laughs> I did that in 2015, Dave, because I didn't care if we won another grand final because we just won a grand final. Oh, and okay. it was really easy to bake the grand, grand final, final and win privilege, it. Grand final man, just flaunting it yeah. out there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on, check, check yourself, man. Sorry, I what? has no one else in this room been able to post an image on social media of themselves they at a grand final that they won? They forgot how to lose didn't they? That was, that was a <laughs> no, one. they forgot to lose in 2015, I think. Was that 2015 you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. That was, I think, Glenn Stewart scored against... Uh, it was, I think South came back to beat the Roosters late on and that was the forgot how to lose game. They've forgotten how to lose, haven't they? <laughs> Rabbits. They, they just, just don't, don't think, think about, about losing. losing. <laughs> and then they lost a lot of games that year. <laughs> like finished like finished like eighth and got absolutely belted by the Sharks in the first week of the finals. <laughs> Fun um, times. Um, but yeah, uh, to answer Jack's question, fuck you, Jack. Okay, uh, Simo Ali is here. Uh, anyway, he's finally asked questions on Patreon. What a good boy. He says, in the Roosters, Broncos 59 nil. How many players have to drop off the Roosters side of the field before the Broncos manage to win? Good question. I say three. Ten on 13. Yep. I agree. Which which players do you take? I on? think it's random. Otherwise, okay. like yeah, if 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 Teddy, Kiri, and if, if Teddy, Kiri, Hargreaves, and Takiaho and Radley are all out there still, I, I think they could probably maybe get down to nine. <laughs> <laughs> Nines versus thirteens. I think it's probably. I think they'd still win with twelve and maybe still with eleven. Yeah, they, they would. So I think tens when I start thinking the Broncos would win. Would have won that game. Are, yeah. are the Roosters going to to take players off? Every ten minute interval, so like a like just takes the game. Touch. With, they finish yeah. the game with six players. They finish the finish with six. That's the new salary like cap. It. That's that's <laughs> yes. The player. Cap. They just have three. They just have their three, three, their three middles, halves and Teddy. Depending on how many wins you have in the previous season, if it's more than seventeen, yes, yes. then for every extra win, you like lose a player. Yes, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. That's the real it. salary cap. Why have it? It works. It I works. love it. Uh, Simo again in the night twenty sixteen season. How many extras in the field would they have to have? Every week to make them a top eight team that year. Oh, f- two, four. I don't know if him having more on the field helps. I don't think it works because no. the field is kind of that width. And as you know, Union sometimes fifteen can kind of jam the field up. Mm. Like, I don't think eighteen it, makes it, it that much better. Probably helps with defense. It, it definitely helps with defending. It's like a million guys at attack. I guess they play like hot potato back and forth, and hopefully that works. I mean, they're big. I mean, if you can stack conceding. six guys on both like short sides, like sorry, on or both sides of the field, there with, is like, no short side on this team. Yeah, exactly. Like when you, if you can have six, if you can have six middles and then six guys on either side of them. I mean, Nathan or Brown managing have, eighteen people is just going to be worse. That's true. Or if you can have six decoy runners all running at once. Oh man, <laughs> and, and you've got no idea who it's going to. And Matty Johnson. Still wouldn't call it structure because it looks good. <laughs> the roosters are not structured. Okay, um, next question comes from Mitchell Smith. He says, Hi, Dave. Can you re- regale us with the tale of the PM11 game? Fantastic. Well, here we go. You've obviously been waiting to tell this story because you've probably told it a million times. And it's on the record, very refined. Let's put it's, it on he's, got his, he's got his tight five down. So the story itself is just super brief that I was at the cricket and I saw Mark Latham wearing a dirty polo and oversized shorts. <laughs> So <laughs> that's it. That's a, that's a story. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but, but the sick thing about it was that, like, after posting it, and like for a while, for a while, I was just replying to Latham whenever he would post something and just saying, "Mark, why won't you answer? Why you were wearing shit clothes at the cricket?" And then it started being more like what it is today, where it's sort of like the same structure of words again and again. And it wouldn't have anywhere been like nearly as funny if he clearly wasn't reading every single one of them. You, mate, you were living rent free in his head, like so early on too. He he he! I can just imagine him fuming reading all of these as well. I'm just being like that fucking Dave guy. 
the best thing was like two years into it when he did block me. He replied to a post that wasn't even about him. Yes. So he was just like, I don't know, like just mad as hell. Like he, he lost it. And the, the reply was something like, I have just been talking to your GP who has advised me that I should block you as you are clearly yes. obsessed with me. And like, he had two years to think of something to yes. say. And he went with, I've been talking to your GP. Yes. <laughs> the big insult in the political world, mate. <laughs> I still remember you like I you showed me in uh, Campo that very early stages in like 2017 where just like really started you were starting to tweet him yeah and then we read some on the podcast a few months later on here and then yeah once he replied to you that was it hey it just yeah. took off the fish <laughs> the fish was on the line at that point it took off and then it's kind of like it's you know obviously people on NRL Twitter will know you for different things but it's kind of where your general you know social media notoriety came from hey that the dirty polo thing and it's honestly shocking that people aren't sick of it. Yeah, I know. It's like the um, you had that the Twitter moments someone put together was that was the real highlight. With his yeah, it was like strung together. It was like over fifty posts in a row, <laughs> <laughs> and like like genuine like like well known Australian comedians were like replying to it, being this is the funniest thing I've ever read, and that was like <laughs> quite quite humbling. Well, the good thing about it was that you stuck to a bit when no one gave a shit. Yeah, and it just grew to its own thing. That's why it's still great. Is it? I remember the first day Mitch showed me them all at his house. I was crying with laughter just reading yeah. them all in quick succession. Yeah. But he stuck to this bit that no one else at all gave a shit about and you're getting no attention for which is great because you kept doing it and that's why it's funny it wasn't yeah. like and now it keeps going and it's still funny because of the core of how it, how it started pretty and, much and not to go on about this too much but the, personally I think the funniest thing about it is that regardless of what the post is about or the tense in which it is written it always refers back to how long ago it was <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> which like as like a weird way of like purposely dating every single one of them <laughs> It's like um, people have been on Reddit. You're that guy who always brings things back to is it mankind getting thrown off the hell on the cell? Dave does that kind yep. of stuff. They're good. I enjoy them a lot. To be fair, how cool was it when mankind got thrown <laughs> off the hell on the cell? Uh, Mitch Smith has another question. It says, Dave, as a left-footed kicker, do you also write left-handed and use a cricket bat left-handed? Or, or are you a mixture? No, nah, lefty all the way. Oh, see, I'm left-footed kicker and cricketer, but I write right-handed. Yeah, um, lefty... Left-footed, left-handed, but I bat right-handed because, like, my dad was showing me, and he was right-handed, and it was easy. Oh, so you just thought like, you had to, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a terrible batsman. Oh, what, well, what yeah, like, I, like, I'm like for some stuff, like, uh, like computer mouse use right hand, like knife and fork, knife in the right hand. That's because, like, that's, yeah, it's the way that other people show you. I don't know how other people. How do you how do you right-handed people do it when you use your mouse right-handed and you watch porn? What does the other hand do? So I have. A, Why am I using my mouse? No, you know you're navigating. You're watching oh, something right, and you're getting yeah. excited, and you've got to do the business. <laughs> You gotta use your mouse hand. No, you filthy just, animals. No, you, you, <laughs> le, you le, your left hand just feels like someone else is doing it. Yeah, I get to use my power hand and mouse. <laughs> Precision control on the exactly mouse. Exactly right. <laughs> like a goddamn champ. Right hand and mouse, and then I get to touch myself with my left hand. Power <laughs> business. <laughs> I've never understood that right hand. Power business, <laughs> Lord above. Oh, make put this that on a, a t-shirt. This is something I want I love on the that record. The question was about goal kicking. <laughs> now I'm definitely goal not kicking goals. You are. <laughs> I'm definitely definitely not sending these to my mum when they come out. <laughs> my mum pays to listen yeah, was, to this I stuff. I was on so. two, po- two podcasts, mum. <laughs> yeah, this uh, yeah, this one. That this, she uh, goes click on the third one, just cut the wires on the internet. <laughs> um, Dave, the power's out. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Simo's last question. If on no, Patreon, if I tweet about the fashion of past it pollies. Will I also get a free 750 likes every day or is it Dave only? <laughs> well, there's oh. some salt. There you go. Oh. People aren't sick of them, he said. Uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Keating, his, uh, his lapels were too big. Oversized <laughs> jackets. Mate, there's some metric envy there. You can see that much. Is, is he out there checking the likes and all your tweets? Go, oh, but my gear's funnier. <laughs> if you can stick to something as much as Dave stuck to that, that bit, I think you deserve all, 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 yeah. all the rewards. Rip I agree. 
Okay, over on to, not Twitter, on to direct messages to Bungard. So any more questions in the future, you DM it to Bungard and we'll get him in there. It's fine. It's from our Pat Meister on Twitter. He says, Serious if a He's really impressed with you since making the Shark 17. Versatile and powerful as. What was he like at the Rabbits and was it a lack of opportunity that he left or something else? It was interesting because like he would come on and there was basically, I mean, he played centre and back row for us. And I, I, there were times when like he did look impressive, but he, he was never as good as he was. He wasn't as, I don't remember him being as good at any point during those 2016, 2017 years where he played for us as, as he's been in his brief stint at Cronulla so far. He mostly toiled away for the, for the Bears in that time. Um, but yeah, no, he's been, he's been surprisingly good um, for them. I mean, I know he went to Penrith in 2018. He couldn't break their first grade team either. But um, I, I, guess it's, I guess it just comes down to circumstances at the end of the day. I mean, this was, he came into South at probably the worst time. Like 2016-17 is basically the worst that club's been at since before Madge. So since since in the, in the past decade, that was easily their worst two years. And that was the time where the sort of the morale and the motivation for the squad just was not there. And so he was probably a victim of that in a lot of regards. But he also didn't really show much flash when he played in the centres for us. And I think long term, I think perhaps as a sort of a bench forward that can make something happen when he comes on is probably his role going forward. I'd love to know, I mean, I should have messaged one of the Panthers fans listening to this as well to ask sort of how he went for Mounties over the past couple of years because I know they was they had some pretty good teams while he was playing for them. But yeah, no, happy to see him doing well. And um, Mounties is Canberra's reserves team. What are, yeah, what's whatever Penrith's team is called. Penrith. Are they, are they just Penrith? Yeah, I think so. Oh, all right, well. Great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he, uh, 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 he's definitely playing better for the Sharks than he ever did for South. Yeah, and I think a lot of it as well, like at, at the Sharks, he's playing as a middle and he's beefed up and he spent some time on that. Like he was an edge at, at South and he said centre and in the second row. But I don't think he was mobile enough for it. He wasn't. He was so he was so sluggish in the centres. And it's a problem. Like it, it wasn't his fault, God love him, but like there was a few times I remember him getting stood up in defence as well. He just like just didn't have the athletic ability to So be he's gone down position. the Josh Papali route. More or less, just yeah. Just stacked it on a bit. More, there you go. He's the next Josh Papali. Fan. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that helps. Low expectations. There. Dave is not impressed. <laughs> okay, next question. Oh, this is a good person to send one in. Campo37. Nick Campton says, when will the National Arboria... Uh, Arboria? <laughs> wow. Aurora Ball. I always went... Aurora Borealis. That's why I said Arboria instead. National Aurora Ball League, the NABL, commit to starting a Canberra franchise. So, um, before Dave answers, I'll just quickly explain. Aurora Ball is a game that me and Campo invented. It is the greatest game of all. Um, basically, it's very like simple. that tagline belongs to something else. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's the game they play in heaven. It's Aurora Ball. Mm, I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Aurora Ball, the sport of kings. Um, the, basically, this game we invented while watching the footy at a pub. As everyone gets assigned a random forward uh, from each team. And if that forward scores a try, you have to buy a round of shots for everyone. It's, it's great fun. It's obviously hilarious when, like, no one gives a shit that, like, the Titans, Bryce Cartwright just scored to make it 36-10 to 10 against them, but our table's going off because poor old Eddie Smith has to buy everyone a drink because <laughs> he had Bryce Cartwright. Um, there's a couple of other little rules, but I thoroughly encourage you all to play this with your mates when you're watching footy. It is a great time. And Dave made his debut on Thursday night. Uh, and uh, Dave, will you be taking the sport back to the nation's capital? I think it could work. <laughs> is, and, is, there a big, on, is there a big enough big enough community? Is the market or, big enough? Yeah, yeah. more red tape. That's what they need, mate. You need to fill out some more forms before you kick it off in Canberra. 
but on, on Thursday night, um, um, playing Aurora Ball with with Campo and um, and Edwin Smith and some other people, um, it did go off with uh, Dynamis Louis scoring the guy. I think he's got four tries in his it's over one hundred game career. <laughs> yeah, one hundred and forty odd game career, whatever it is, one hundred forty five games. I think four tries. Didn't, didn't, no, didn't, Ben Cross zero and ninety two or ninety three. Bryce Gibbs had like a thousand games and only scored two or three tries. Yeah, I think. Dynamis Louis had the longest streak, I think, of any player in the NRL. Without scoring, yeah, last he went year. like from like he, he went for like a hundred and two games. He's been playing like first grade since twenty ten, which is bizarre. but it's quite funny now. Even yeah. when I'm not playing a raw ball, it's just I think about it when a bent like a plodding forward scores a try. Mark Nichols scored yesterday, and I was like, yeah. oh, that would have if we were playing a raw ball, that would have been someone. And I, I had JWH, and and he did go over for a try that was then pulled back. So it was a double. That's the happy. best feeling. So the first weekend we played this, we had like eight of us playing, so the stakes were quite high. Mm. And Eddie had already lost with Bryce Cartwright, and then Bryce Cartwright went over for his second try, and he looked like a truly broken man. And then the bunker took it off him. I've never seen a man cheer more loudly for a random bunker decision in a game that had already been decided scoreboard wise that his team was not playing in. It was fantastic. <laughs> yes, and uh, Jack Brady that doesn't play in the spirit of the game. And oh uh, yeah, Jack Brady was the first man to be charged with contrary conduct <laughs> because whilst everyone else who had lost was buying Fireball, which is delicious, mm-hmm. he, to save 10 cents per shot, brought the cheap shit vodka shots. Oh, who is this man? He, he, yeah. he got put on report. He saved 80 cents. It, you are not 19 anymore, champ. Okay? <laughs> you cannot save 80 cents at the bar. The punters were furious. They were. Okay, next question. Simon. Oh, wait, no. Campo's got a second question. How rude of me. If they could pick one Raiders player who didn't kick on and change things so they would be a success, who would it be? Jeez, that's a tough one. Mm. There's so many of them. There's so many boom rookies down at the Raiders. Like we were talking about this before. I think just because he was so fun to watch when he was like absolutely killing it in in the under twenties, and then like super fun to watch when he started in in the NRL would would have been Justin Carney. And he has cold hero status because of what he looks like. Yeah. Like, yep. What am I, I love it. Yeah, there's no other football player I don't think ever has looked like him. He's a weird looking unit. Yeah, and he got like the nickname Beast of not an original one in England, but it's just good when he scores his try and everyone's chanting Beast. Like Yeah. Perfect. And and like and like he was like a bit like 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 what Nick Kotrick is now. Like he was just like like a a massive thing that plays football. There's nothing going on in the head. <laughs> yeah. But it did not matter because <laughs> he would just catch the ball and he would run very fast. It's a very good description of Nick Cottridge, by the way. Yeah, massive thing with nothing going on in the head. Yeah, I agree with that. So Justin Carney's man before his time. If it was yardage wingers were a thing you're saying, it'd be good. But Carney went to England and uh, killed it. What do we have? 78 tries and nearly this bad about that many games, pretty much. Like, he scored 21 in 19 in his first season, then 17 and 21 next season, 15 and 15. Pretty much a try a piece player over there. Good old Justin Carney. Here's, a, here's a sneaky stat talking about like people scoring crazy tries over there. Uh, John Monaghan, I think, scored 156 tries in 155 games over there. And I think he scored about 90 in the NRL. So, so Close. T- two, like 240 tries. Okay, anyway, next question. Another question from Raiders fan fandom. So, skill underscore hello says, Dave, Raiders Twitter. Why is it the best rugby league Twitter? It's because it's there's the best people. It's community feeling again. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> everyone knows everyone. I think it was a bit what I was saying, like, in the last podcast as well. Like, the, the fact that, like, we always expect ourselves to lose means that we can just, like, 
be gronks before the game. And mm. then when we do lose, like, no one comes at us because it's like, oh, who cares? It's just the Raiders. Raiders Twitter is like a charming version of Tigers Twitter, basically. I'd agree yeah. with that. That's a good That's a good analogy. But they had developed their own well Raiders Twitter, Jack Cronin. Come come along real good. That yep. young talent. We're hoping he stays long term. Yeah, you don't want him. You don't want him going to the Tigers. <laughs> but, you know, the, the problem is though, like talent. Tigers Twitter is is awful. The Raiders has its own thing. It's a forum called the Greenhouse. Yes, and thank like, God they mostly stay there still. Yeah, and and yeah, it's just like uh, like two minutes into a game with a guy playing his first game for the Raiders, people are like send him back to wherever. It's like it's dreadful. <laughs> it still exists the Greenhouse somehow. I think the kennel still kicks around too. People go on those things. Yeah, they're, they're deranged. I can't believe forums still exist. No, you're right. Here we are. So, yeah, I, I just imagine about 10, ten years' time when uh, after another good, good career from Messer, Messer, I was over my friend Dave, someone walks up to me to a pub in, in Canberra and says, I'm proud of you. And Dave says, no, I'm proud of you, too. I'm proud of you. you. <laughs> We're proud of you. Simon underscore Hill 97. When do you think Brody Croft will stop having nightmares about Luch? Oh, sometime in the mid-2030s. Oh, mate. Like, man... Uh, you know, you know, like Tuesday or Wednesday night, you get, you know, you've, you, you know that it's going to be bin night, the, you know, the bin, bin morning the next morning, and you you do that big clean out, and you've got all that shit from the week. Like that's what Brody Croft's life is going to be like every night for the next thirty years when he thinks about <laughs> Luciano Lelua. He is going yeah. to dream about that attempted tackle. Until he's on his deathbed, I'm not sure he has nightmares. I feel like he had premonitions. He was so goddamn scared <laughs> of him before the he'll game. He'll be having night, night, like it yeah. will go beyond nightmares. He will be. Da- he, it'll be like you know, what is it? Is it in it? They keep saying, or um, The Shining, where the kids turn up in the hallway. Yeah, that's shining, what his shining. life. Go, that's what his life is going to be like. He's just going to see Luch in like the fridge reflection. Like ah. both of the Lewis brothers dressed as those little girls from yeah. The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, soon enough we will probably have that merchandise. So and, if you'd like his, to purchase it, his defense is like the lift door opening and blood is rushing <laughs> through. <laughs> it's just open. Yeah. Oh God, we saw enough lifts opening and blood gushing on the weekend, didn't yeah. we? Jesus. And, uh, James K underscore one three one two says, "Who's getting more W's now? They're finally no longer together this season." Belichick or Brady? A bit of an NFL question. Vanguard, Pats or or Bucks? More wins. Uh, That's tough. Um, So, I think they're both going to not be great, but I'm going to say the Pats win 10 games and the Bucks win 8. I will also take the Pats, but not by many. Patriots still in the worst division. NFC South is still a tough division for, for the Bucks, and also the Cam Newton is better than Jarrett Sidham. You got any NFL takes, uh, Dave? None at all. <laughs> Didn't think so. Uh, Nathan Thorson says, how much head start are we giving the Broncos against Melbourne? Ooh. As in plus... Yeah, I mean... Lines are very, very... Even in the Knights 2016 team, lines were very rarely more than like 20... Like I think the biggest one... Like, I think they were like minus, plus 24 and a half against the Roosters once. I will give them 30.5. You're not going to see a 30-point line. You just, no, I You're know. not going to see it, but it should be. 30.5. Also tends to be that those games where everyone's like they're going to win by a hundred or whatever doesn't turn out that way because even if they're up forty nil at half time they like most teams just like put pitching. the brakes on. Yeah, have you seen this? The, there's no brakes. Like <laughs> it's so downhill. <laughs> but um, I, it, you know this team Broncos team has generally been a little bit little bit better at Suncorp, but uh, that's factory in that Melbourne Storm were the best team in the world at Suncorp. So uh, I don't know, but. I'll be shocked if we stay within 40. The, the point that you make about putting the brakes on at halftime, it, you're right, it could be 40 at halftime. They could, they could be taking Cam off with, with 40 minutes to play. Okay, uh, next question comes from Liam D. Power. Could 
the energy generated by Bradman Best thighs be a new method of renewable energy the government could transition towards? He, he, his thighs are up there with the great kind of Leslie Vinicolo and Jermaine Osako. Like he, hey, hey, we're talking about thighs. Matt Utai would like a word. He, yeah, he's another good one. Um, the thickest of thick boys. Uh, who am I thinking of? Willie, was it Willie Talau that had massive legs as well? Sure. Thing, yeah, Matt. Will he anyway, there have been there have been a few a few big big thick boys. If Bradman does not, if NRL doesn't work out for him though, he can try track cycling. Yeah. Um, time. Also, I've said it a thousand times on this show, but um, Junior Paulo, the the thick king. He is he's, he is our thick king. <laughs> my my uh, a good friend of mine, just as I've said, does refer to Jason Tamalolo as legs. So again, where these people buy pants, unaware. It is a burden. I can tell you that first. Yes, yeah, so I was going to say <laughs> the, th- the thick king of this podcast can confirm <laughs> getting your t- getting your pants taken up four inches is. Well, not I know one. Hard. I know one bloke with big shorts who might be able to lend them one. Oh, thanks, oh, mate. Oh, there we go. Good work, uh, Danny Boy. Nineteen. They would also work as uh, as work trousers for Bungard because he's anyway. Thoughts on NRL disraps? <laughs> Great. I'm, I'm all in on them. Dean Pay's diss track, fantastic. That was that, that was, was unbelievably funny. That was hot fire. Dean Pay, coach of the team. <laughs> <laughs> And it worked. He's got, who won the this, this battle? That guy or Dean Pay? Yeah, who's well, still got the who's, who's employed? Exactly. Neither of them. That's yes. not the point. <laughs> who's still doing what they were who doing? Who didn't last get week? sacked this week? Yeah. Yep, exactly. The, the Democrats in the US should get him to do one about Trump. Yes, <laughs> Donald Trump, president. president of the states. Shit, <laughs> bad at his job. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Watson, nineteen eighty-eight, says hypothetical. Oh, here we go. Aliens come to Earth, and turns out they play rugby league. They challenge us to a game of footy in a year's time for the rights to Earth. Would you prepare how many on Earth would come from non-current NRL ESL players? If any, what position and where do they come from? So is this Space Jam, but... Yeah, but they're <laughs> but giving us a year. But, but we're also bringing athletes from other sports Is it here? saying that like we've got a year to get like... The um, best NFL like, players. Yeah, or like get Bowden Barrett or something like that. Mm, yeah. 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 Well, great question. I don't know. Like you'd say, you'd say almost none of the forwards. What do you mean? We'd like we get replaced? They, no, they'd all get replaced. I'm saying, like, because I think in a year you could train up like American athletes. Well, I've got to see the alien game. Where they play an expansive game. Yeah, I was going to say, well, like, <laughs> what, what's our intel like? Yeah. And how big are these aliens? Because exactly. do, do you just get 13 sumo wrestlers exactly. and get them to go out there and kill them? I think it would be like the hooker and the halves would be existing players, maybe Teddy, and the rest you'd probably recruit from around the world. There's nothing like Cameron Smith in outer space. True. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It'll be Cameron. It'll be Cameron Smith and like twelve NFL. NFL it it players. would be great. We could get Cam Smith. That Cam Smith would be refereeing the game, obviously. Yeah. Of but course. because they're because they're aliens, they would have never had a player like that, and he, he would just have. start mind controlling them, like he, he does referees. It's Space exactly. Jam, but with a psych degree. Who's got? Yeah, who's got better mind control? Exactly. Literal aliens or Cam Smith? Cam Smith. Hey, these are not the. This is not the scrum. Yeah, I know. I, I genuinely do think though, with a year. And the like, the resource, like the athletic ability of like your average NFL player. I, th- I don't know how. I don't think many NRL players would still be in the team. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a year to prepare it'd change a lot just because again, like rugby league, you can replace people with athletes. Yeah, I mean, we just we talked about a meathead who's playing, got a big contract from the Raiders to the Bulldogs. That can happen. So yeah, you probably bring in a 
a few a few of the world's best athletes. Like and look, Ken Smith will yeah. still be the captain, looking like he does. Like look like, at look at the US sevens team, and they've got ex sprinters and ex NFL yeah, exactly. players. Exactly. Exactly. Got right. now, yeah, exactly. And they're better. I'm also quite fond of the idea of a team like just making a regulation tackle or on the fifth fifth play, just like putting the ball that 20 meters downfield and going out, and them all like chest bumping and going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the so bench mobs up when he kicks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the 2016 Raiders, basically. <laughs> Um, I don't know how to say this. Mulach, Mulak, four nine nine one. With news of the Warriors signing the Walker brothers, could the Broncos make an equally intelligent move by signing their Twitter fans to coach the club? Well, okay, Warriors haven't actually got the Walkers, but yes, my credentials might be as good. <laughs> get, get me in there. Is there a rugby league manager game that we can send our CVs in? There is, and it's not very good. Okay, what if they sign all three Walter brothers? I'm, hmm. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it's an improvement. <laughs> it's great that I'm almost in. Get them all in. Yeah, why not? We get head coach Kevy, the leader of the Walterses, obviously, and then yeah. we get St- Steve working with the forwards and Ke- Kerry can work with the backs. And yeah. Like Does it mean it. that you have to sign the and then Billy kid? Walters has to come? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the biggest L that you're taking to be honest. Yeah. Billy Walters can run the drinks. I, look, I don't like crediting Fox Sports very often, but I did like this week when. Kevy's name came up down the bottom of the screen with his credentials. Usually they put down, you know, a bazillion origins, you know, this many premises, whatever. They wrote Billy's dad. Oof. <laughs> I liked that. Good. That's <laughs> like that's it's good like when they had that thing of um that's uh, like Obama in the last dance. So like former Chicago resident. Yeah. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Okay, a couple more questions here. Adir says, at the halfway mark of the season, give us a top eight. Well uh, um no. I think that looking at it now. I don't think much changes to me. I think a little bit. Ch- I I think that. Um, I mean that the race is like that. The first, but the top six are going to make the final. I think the Raiders probably still make it. It's Tigers, Rabbitohs, Sharks, Seagulls, Ruffy of Dragons fighting for those last two. I spots, agree with right? that completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Manly will make it back in. What if, is once Tommy's what back. is further out than Ruffy? Is there that you got like Ruffy, long shot, Smoky, long shot? Yeah, Dragons are beyond Smokies. <laughs> well, mate, opinion. they're a win outside the eight right now. So, yeah, but they're also. It doesn't matter. Like no, it's this is, true. There's shit teams at the finals every year. Also a conde- condensed season. That's so also true. Ladder will condense. Adir's next question says, your top 14 COVID snack discoveries or creations? This Anyone is a eating good, something new? This is a good one. COVID snack. Not necessarily snack creations, but stuff you've been working on during I've, COVID. Well, I made, I made a different cocktail like every Friday and Saturday night during lockdown. I saw that. Very good. Best Thank one. you. Best one? Oh, the best one are Hurricanes, I think. Ooh, Delightful. Good call. Or banana daiquiris. Bananas, not no, a bad really nothing. I eat the same sort of stuff all the time. Yeah, same thing for me. I keep eating the same things. One thing I did start buying, like, I used to eat them as a kid, sweet chili chicken tender things at high school. Oh, and yes. Coles yeah. would come out with some of their own ones, and they're $3 for a half a kilo box. What? Yep. But they're also only like six grams of carbs per, per 100 grams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been smashing them. I'm listening. It's funny you say sauce. that because they, Coles also made a vegan version of those, and I've been smashing those as well. So but there you go. Sweet chili chicken tenders for everyone. There How you good. go. That's uh, that's that's there was very also, cheap. There was also one. So m- almost all vegan cheese is awful. It's all bad. Correct. Except for one. Mm-hmm. There was one good one at, at Woolworthsdale, and um, it was eight, it was usually eighteen dollars per wheel, which obviously no one bought it because you know a wheel of cheese. Well, not there. That's like it's like your standard like four dollar triple brie wheel. Did you size. eat the whole wheel of cheese? No, no. But listen. Okay. Um, and so. But then, the, literally, the day lockdown started, I went to Woolies, and this cheese was marked down from a dollar eight, from eighteen dollars to a dollar eighty. So I bought all the wheels, what? and it was actually fantastic. Oh, but now Woolies doesn't stock it anymore. I assume because it was too expensive. Uh, it was imported from America and made from cashews. So, on the yeah. on the food topic, uh, Korean barbecue chicken and harissa steak. 
Those go. are my been my two discoveries. Two more questions. First one, John Sharkey three says, Dave, who is your favourite host of po- of, pod- of the podcast and Robin Rookies? Dying to know. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Really I'm a hot seat. B- big fan. Dale, because I'm a big fan of Raiders fans. Hey! <laughs> Good <laughs> answer. I'll take that. And the last question, Bonecomb. For Dave, if you were a bigoted ex-Labor Party leader and Sky News moron <laughs> and were to attend a PM's 11 game in Canberra four years ago, what would you wear? <laughs> I'd probably wear a dirty polo and oversized shorts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all right. <laughs> Perfect note to end on. Um, thanks again for coming on, Dave. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. And, um, if anyone else wants to come on the podcast, give us money and maybe we'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was going to say, yeah. also be in Sydney on a week yeah. that we're and recording. years in developing a friendship. <laughs> and a bit. Yeah. I, can be, I can be bored. Yes. All right. Say goodbye, Dale. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. <laughs> Why did you pause? Did you forget your name? Dramatic effect. <laughs> Fair enough. So, thanks for coming, Dave. Say goodbye. Catches. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>